Hey everyone, welcome to another wonderful episode of Filmhouse where we discuss all of our favorite movies, like Aliens vs. Avatars. Whoever wins, we lose. It's <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by Blue Apron. We'll be hearing more from them later, but right now we're going to talk about a, a little film that Lawrence and I watched um, begrudgingly. Yeah. It's pretty good. How you doing, Elise? You're back. I'm here. Uh, you know, I'm just ready to get some aliens and avatars. Not necessarily in that order, Put but I'm... Put down I'm, on who you think wins, aliens or avatars. Uh, which t- oh, I don't know anything about it. I don't know what kind of aliens. Well, I, I'll tell you this right now. The title's actually misleading. Yeah. There's only one avatar. It's more like avatars versus oh. predator. It's more like single avatar versus man in suit. I'm it's out. avatar versus species. Wait, body snatchers. But not the movie species. No. No, can, it's bad. All of um, it. Can I get some background of how you guys found this movie? Well, yeah. I I saw our Avatar video go up, and I thought, oh, you know what would be funny is if we re-reviewed Avatar. Okay. Because it's been a while, and I feel like it, we could all go back and realize that the movie's kind of hot garbage. Okay, There's credit well, for the okay. idea for the movie. You know it's a great movie when somebody got credited for the idea. Oh, it's it's magic. Uh, warning, there are boobs in here. We'll censor that, though. Yeah, there are. Um, and I, I thought to myself, I wonder if there's if anyone ever made a rip-off Avatar movie. And lo and behold, Aliens vs. Avatars came up. And I, I felt the need to watch it. And Lawrence was said, I had nothing better to do. So we both came together and thought we would review this award-winning film. Oh, sorry. Film. Not. It just, uh, <laughs> a masterpuss. Let's see. <laughs> A series of images that became a thing. <laughs> there are enough minutes in it to justify calling it a movie. It, it is true. Oh, yeah. buxom duo. Well, oh, this kind. is my favorite. Oh. They, they like they're hiking, and they get to their hiking or they get to their campground, which is a cabin. They don't go inside, probably because they weren't allowed to. Uh-huh. And then one girl's like, "Time to get some sun by the water," and she just throws a towel down on a dirt road and lays down on it. The, these women are so quick to take their clothes off. Now I want to ask you, Elise, do you think? Whoa. Our current protagonist and I are the uh, the main cast. No, you're absolutely wrong. not. Oh. oh, you're right. Oh, here's our alien glorp chop. Okay, there he is. <laughs> he has a glorp chop. He's man. We'll so get. So you we'll think the basis the of later. this was somebody wanted to combine James Cameron's universes? Yes. No. No. I they think- wanted. They. It's it's funny. So, a a good movie knows what it wants to be. And gets really closer, gets exactly what it's trying. Sure, to be. yeah. A bad movie it's tries to be something and can't quite get there, and you, as a viewer, be like, "Oh, you were trying to be blank." Mm-hmm. A horrendous pile of shit doesn't even know what it's trying to be. I think this movie's trying to be a '50s like alien throwback thing, kind of, but it's also very like '80s and '90s horror. Yes. So it's like it's all these dumb things that don't congeal into anything. Like, with the bad special effects, and especially the horrible music, all, like, the royalty-free music, you could make a case for it being, like, Ed Wood-styled, and maybe if it were more self-aware and had some fun, it could be, like, a referential throwback kind of thing. But instead, I'm pretty sure they just made an awful movie, and then after the fact, we're like, what are two search terms we can title it to make it so somebody will find it on YouTube? it's maybe made by somebody that... Uh, loves genre filmmaking and is very savvy and, and knows the genres, but is inept as a filmmaker themselves. I wouldn't even say that. Oh there, there are, boy, that's a. I was making a pretty negative statement. Yeah, no. Uh. There. So it's there are a number of shots in this film that, as somebody who had to teach myself editing, there's a moment when you're learning the tools and you have an idea in your mind about what you want something to look like. And you Google it, and you find the tool that you think is supposed to achieve that look, and you use the tool, and it's not quite 
what you had in mind. Like, it's nowhere near your, your the vision in your head. Most people keep trying. They'll, like, look up another tool or they'll try another thing. They'll turn the knobs a little bit, try and get it closer. This movie is entirely about taking one stab at getting somewhere, falling way short, and just saying that's good enough. I only just sat down, but I heard you use the term film. Now, <laughs> to be clear, none yes. of this was shot on film. You're absolutely right. In it's the three seconds I've seen of it. Actually, wait, I take that back. This came out in 2011, mm-hmm. which means that I don't think cell phones were this good at that point. Uh, no, they this may wasn't have a cell phone. It. How much do yeah. you think they Maybe. made this movie Ooh, for? The, the scythe. How long is it? Boop, boop. How long is this movie? Uh, it's only an hour and 14 minutes. An hour and 14 I minutes. I think they spent... $20,000. Are we counting stuff that they already had lying around? She's really there. Possibly, maybe. Robotar, pod, launch. Well, uh, we can give you the, the quick <laughs> quick summary of the uh, of the plot. Yeah. A scythe has crash-landed on planet, and Alien launches Robotar. Mm-hmm. It takes place on Earth. All of it takes place on Earth? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, mostly in this campground. <laughs> it's all in the woods. Oh, campground. Uh, so the, uh, the it's not a campground. F- the, the fight for uh, human survival... Uh, <laughs> Basically, oh, she spilled some wine on her shirt. Yeah. Oh, this is just magic. So, but yeah, the entire fight is happening within these campgrounds. Yeah. Because this uh, scythe alien is running scythe. around. Scythe is running around killing everyone. Yeah. But the Avatar woman must stop them. This is She's borderline good. softcar softcore porno without so the porno. That's the Avatar woman. Yes. Okay. Uh, there, so there's a name for her species of alien. She says it a lot, and I don't remember what it was. So uh, why is in the movie called Alien versus whatever the name of her spe- species is? Because that's not searchable. Hmm. We wouldn't be watching it if it was the Globtrox versus Nebulons. Actually, maybe we would. Maybe. Right. So these movies happen because someone likes movies, right? They but they like movies in that they go and see a lot of movies, but they never think actually what goes that's, into them. That's they what never I said. Re- they never yeah. receive any never receive any formal training. Right. But Lawrence told me I was wrong. But they develop a certain skill set which I in this case I would say they figured out how to use After Effects to do some Ooh, shit. Yeah. They did not use After Effects. Their composition. They did. There was After Effects. No, no, no and, the, I'm, I'm like, almost positive that was Apple Motion their or uh, Life Type. Their editing mm. isn't that bad. It could, I've, I've seen. I've seen. It's much hard to tell worse. without. It's hard to tell without, like. I've seen much worse. audio and stuff because mm. sometimes you're watching. It's like click. There's like a click every oh, no, single I'm time someone talks. Visual, it gets composition. It gets worse. There, it, it's one of those movies where obviously a lot more attention and editing effort was put into the first thirty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got titters too. Yeah, right. they're well, not. Yeah. So this is the weird part. It's in the it's in the early phase of the horror movie where it's very sexually titillating, <laughs> and then uh, spoilers. There's going to be an early kill. Like the sexually active young teens get slaughtered in the woods, despite it also having aliens and having a very like '50s monster movie vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Or at least, if you want to be very generous, that's what you would say. <laughs> Whoa! So like that stuff is campy and fun, but also believe it or not, the special effects get worse. Yeah, no, that movie was pretty on. bad. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's the kind of thing that you use, like, like someone figured out how to do that with After Effects. She's or in something. a driveway. That's their skill set, and then they're like, "Shit, yeah." Well, I can do X number of special effects <laughs> shots, and I know that doesn't require anyone except for me. So I'll do those. But then my, I still need my friends and a location to shoot other stuff. So how much of that do I actually need to shoot to hit? feature runtime, which means then I can throw it up on Amazon or whatever, and maybe someone will accidentally buy it for three dollars. Uh, the only way I could find this movie was actually on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'm not even sure where it's being sold 
at the moment, other than probably uh, the Latin market on his computer. Who are these bros? He's got a Windows XP right. desktop on a CRT. This is in 2011. It's pretty great. Uh, so these are two bros. They're going camping. They are both young. Would you be surprised that one? Yeah, well, yeah they're, they're college kids. That is the bedroom of the guy who makes the movie. Is yes. is making in charge of making the movie because it has a movie poster in the background for like a weird movie. It's like for some reason he's got it in his head that Once Upon a Time in America is like his favorite movie, which is just weird. And then he has a really big screen because he likes to watch his movies on it. Mm -hmm. He lives with his mom, so he can't watch them downstairs. And he can't watch them downstairs. Except he doesn't actually know the filmmaking process or like have a true appreciation of it. Well, no, he has a deft touch at characterization. The jock's got a football, the yeah. nerd's standing in front of a computer. All this is obligation yeah. because he wants to make a movie yeah. So that way he can say that he made a movie, but he doesn't have enough time or money to actually, or knowledge to actually make a movie. Anyway, so exactly right. I'm still blown away the fact that you can get people to take their tops off. How? I, I don't think it's hard. I, I think you just ask. Do you just ask? Is that how simple it is to just to get people to do nudity? I think, and like, I there think, are sociological studies designed entirely around how people's behaviors change when you point a camera at them. And getting chicks to take their tops off. Is, is one of those weird things that just becomes it's like people kissing at baseball games people don't do that they don't like if there were a crowd of people saying kiss 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 it would be weird but if there's a stadium looking at a screen and a camera's right in your face so you're, you're th probably gonna do it this is kind of a strange part of the movie too where uh, there's way too many people obviously six like they, they overcast the movie uh, for the car that they put him in because this <laughs> this girl in the middle all she does is really complain and then walk away at does one she point she die yeah, absolutely. Like well, everyone go. dies except for two of the characters, but like they they didn't get a minivan. It's a full it was, house shot. There's oh, a they, yeah, they reuse they reuse a lot of B-roll. So that shot appears about ten seconds from now. So let's wait for it. Well, I mean, you rented the drone. Uh, so. no, I mean they went to a stock site. 2011. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Did they have drone cameras back then? I'm not sure. I'm pretty oh, sure well, they shot all stock footage. Yes. Well, 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 hold on, wait for it. I think it comes. It's right. I think it's the next one. There she Aww. is. Right. Let's just That's reuse. Interesting. Let's just reuse <laughs> yeah. it. See again, it's just chasing that runtime. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you're doing is you're just trying to say we need to hit 112 or whatever it is um, so that way we can. Is that a Photoshop still? Um, I think that no, they they that was like the one prop they had in the entire film. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's there's a lot of awesome <laughs> shit where they like real. they go into the woods and they have a backpack with like a box of Kleenex in it and that's it. Uh, they don't take their tents or anything like that. And then it oh. cuts to them being at the campsite setting up six tents mm -hmm. with like a stove and food and booze. See, Lawrence has different problems with the movie than yeah. I did. These are the same things that that AAA movies do. These same issues come up in Spider-Man: Homecoming, but, but you don't notice them because because the rest of it is entertaining. Yeah, it's mm. suspension of disbelief. It's fine to you don't have to see a bunch of campers carry six tents and then have them be at a campsite. So they're but all college friends, huh? Yeah, they are. Are you looking up the plot? They're all very much in college. I think so. It's unclear because this the the one. Well, I mean, there's just like a lot of boobs hanging out in this movie. Uh, not that you see anymore for the rest of the film. We're we're boobed out. Yeah, that's at it. this point. Uh, but everyone hates this, uh, the girl in the white shorts. All, she complains about everything, and they're all just like, I hate her. I absolutely hate her. She even tries to sleep with one of the guys later, and he's just like, I can't. I can't fuck you. I'm not like that. And so she runs off in the woods and dies. Fucks the Oh, I thought she yeah. maybe has sex with the Avatar. Or the uh, kind of, I wish. Oh, oh, here we go. The Avatar making did they, process. Did they ever explain why she had to make an Avatar? Because, so, they make her, like, a hot human lady. Mm-hmm. Except everything that happens to her avatar happens to her too in a very Evangelion kind of way. So 
Really, there's no reason she couldn't just go down to the planet as a blue alien girl. Does she blend in? No. Oh, She's oh not at all. Oh, and then she even has a robot voice when she yeah. talks. She has a robot voice. Is she Robotar? She's one of the worst actors. No, 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 no. She has Sorry. sent Robotar. Okay, because I'm reading, I'm looking at the trivia here, and there are it's two pieces of trivia. One is that it was released to capitalize on Avatar, yeah. and the second piece of trivia is that Adam Graham, who's credited for playing Robotar, also played the monster. Good job, who's Adam. credited we as monster. Who's credited Robotar as monster. Pulling double yeah. duty, huh? Man, hard day. Seamless, right? Just there. I just love everyone's. Making that campfire. She's so she, complaining. She complains, complains, complains. Let's it's also weird for 2011. It has just some wretched dialogue. Basically, to the extent of like, Jock Dude is talking to his friend and he's like, Chicks just want to get fucked, man. You just got to get in there and do it. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're fucking. They can like smell the dead body and they're still making out. That was kind of funny, actually. Um, but then, like, he's like, You don't bang a girl you love the first time. You bang some dumb bitch and then you throw her to the side, bro. And then, yeah, there's that scene where, like, the Asian girl gets a little drunk and she tries to have sex with the, the good guy, who is the nerd, who's the only other man in the film. And he's like, no, I'm too pure for you. And she's like, hey, fuck you. You were lucky that I would even try and come on to you, you, you four-eyed sack of shit. Because, yeah. you know, that's what women do. They get really angry when you turn them down for sex. So yeah. it's, they're just... It's like it was written in the 80s or something. It wasn't written. Was stuck in it the wasn't 80s. written. No. It's not yeah. written. It's not any time period. It's because uh. they all went to a place... And then he said, just say something about how he's stupid for not wanting to have sex with you. No, and then she just goes, fuck you, asshole. You don't want to have sex with me. You're so stupid, fucking asshole. And then they film it and they go, script. good. There There's a script. There's a script. A script that's probably more bullet points no. than anything. I guarantee you it doesn't look I, like a feature I film disagree. script. I disagree. I think it's just somebody that doesn't know women wrote this script. But they don't know men. They don't know anything. Well, sure, yeah. But I'm, I, yeah guar right. I guarantee you it's just... Because he needs to, you need to get into oh, the filmmaker's yeah, mindset here, which is coaxing oh. their time. Because he can't pay for it. Yeah. So he has to justify their time. And so he has to go, just uh, just kind of say whatever, say it, say it, say something like this. And then they'll go, okay, I said whatever. And then that's why everything is so such, a, it's a stupid, not thought out anything. Well, not, not that I'm one to critique, because I've never made a film. Yeah. But I thought, even in this situation, less is so much more. Mm-hmm. Where... I, I just wonder if anyone told the creator, like, hey, so your alien suit kind of looks like shit. Um, maybe don't show it, and you might get away with some, like, actual frightening moments instead. Yeah, sure. oh, here we go. Oh, this is the fuck me, fuck me, I don't want to fuck you. The, there she goes. How dare you. There's a certain evolution of how filmmaking works, right? Because these movies are not too different from movies that came out in, like, the 70s. They're not too different. Yeah. It's a bunch of no-name people getting together and doing it. The only difference is, as soon as you can shoot on digital, and you can just roll and roll and roll and roll and roll and roll, and you can press a button that makes sure that the lighting's going to be okay, and all kinds of stuff like that, that one moment where you have to second-guess yourself goes out the window. It, it no, there's no longer a filter between people that don't have any hint of talent and everyone else. Hmm. So, like, when you have to shoot it on a Super 8 camera that in, like still requires doing a light meter testing or something and knowing that if you fuck up this shot it's going to cost you another you know $35 to go buy another reel to film it again and it's going to take for fucking ever it it's a filter of people that don't have the tolerance to do that and don't want to pay attention to those details so it's weird because the filmmaking process is the same it's the same people with not great writing and not great dialogue and one prop or one special effect that they have to show off, except they could just film and film and film and film and film and film, and they could spend as much oh. time as they want to doing it. 
as opposed to, all right, let's make sure the lighting's okay. Let's roll on it. We got it. Like, there's no testing there. Just sure, we'll figure it out. I just this this the part shots are, pr- are decent. There's That's some, actually pretty well lit. Some, like they actually had some lighting oh. here to a degree, and like oh, you know, the little deacons right there. Like, they, I mean, they literally doing, put a light behind him. But yeah, but I mean, if you were doing they, like a '50s monster movie throwback, yeah. A plus. Except it doesn't it doesn't understand itself to really hone in on that. This would be so great if it were like yeah, a man in a rubber suit chasing a girl through the woods. That's a pretty like classic cinematic uh, moment. There are no techniques used to actually build and the music's fear awful, or tension here. It's like we, it's like weird sur- <laughs> I, It's like he's running turn with up her. the music out of me. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, Also, also, you know what this didn't have was a shot list. <laughs> well, yeah. They just got to a place and they're like, "Now we're going to do the scene. Yes. We're going to do the scene where he chases you." And then and then it's literally the guy behind the Boom. camera going like Go there now. Run across this way. Mm-hmm. All right now, and he looks around the scene and he goes, "Okay, we still have some light here, so go here and run across yeah. this way, and all that." And that's how it works, you know. I wish I could this. have heard the notes that the director gave to her mm-hmm. about how to behave like an alien avatar, because she's the most like. And then I went to the planet Zarkrax, <laughs> where we discovered the Blombulars. Yeah, yeah. She's she's kind of reminding me right now. I, I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy two on the plane mm-hmm. and. The sovereign queen. That's very stoic and like, you want you steal my batteries, Guardians of the Galaxy. She kind of has that like right. wide-eyed, um, you know, weird vibe to her. She does have an affordable look. She's like a data. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really great phrase. Out of, I've never heard that before. Uh, so they're out uh, looking for their friends. He's gone, dead, dead, dead. Uh, funny monster movie. The her in the red top. I could see her being in like a. Don't breathe or something like that. Oh, like I could mm-hmm. see her doesn't, being somebody. Doesn't he just right hook her? <laughs> yeah, like, right on the ground. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. He's the hero of this yeah. feature. Did they unzip her shirt? A little bit, just <laughs> just enough. He punched her in the face so hard that her, sh- had to her check shirt her down. <laughs> this is my favorite. She does a lot of hand acting, even though her hands are yeah. very loosely bound. Does she provide any sort of useful information to them? Oh, plenty. Or? She gives the entire backstory. Okay, the, so she's the, the exposition. So that's why she had to become. That's what I'm saying. There, so, is, right. there is a script because she talks for about 20 minutes here and gives you the whole backstory of like how great they are and how peaceful they are. So, but this is the fun part with these types of movies is <laughs> are, are figuring out why they have certain things happen that don't seem like they make any sense. Right. So she transforms into an avatar, a human avatar of herself. To go down to communicate, but as you said, she still speaks like a robot, and they know she's she's bad immediately. So what's the point? The point is they didn't have makeup that day. Yeah, they had already filmed all of her shit in the in the uh, The spaceship because that was one afternoon of them doing all of that. But they still need to do this, and they're not going to set her up for every single shot because these shots probably took place over several weekends of filming. They're not going to do that every single time. That guy that promised him the favor of doing the makeup was gone. He said, I'll do you do no, one cool setup. It's because it's Avatar, so it has to be there has to be someone operating their avatar. That's why it's a human. And I don't think it's it's funny no that they I think if they if you it. look, if you want to paint somebody as an avatar, you paint somebody as an avatar. As I a, know. As a, I was gonna say, as, <laughs> as our, a professional as an avatar scrubbing off the stage. Avatar performer. <laughs> if you if you want to, college. if you need to communicate the performance of an avatar, uh-huh. you 
go to the to the lengths of embodying the character. Okay? I would this say is not where you, you do not cut corners if on this. If you're ever curious why, in any of these types of movies, the answer is always convenience. It was more convenient to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, this is, was, these are my favorite no. discussions is puzzling out in reverse. Because it, it is like a mini mystery, except it's inductive instead of deductive. But I, I do love imagining the various parts that people played, how many people were involved. You can sort of suss these things out. Well, you can read the credits at the end, too. It's uh, it's, it's light. Is it one guy who's like everything? <laughs> well, one guy was, well, was credited with the idea mm-hmm. in the intro. Adam Graham or whoever played both the mon- both monsters. And I think three and, people were oh. credited for special effects. Well, we'll get to Robotar in a second. I think there's one writer. But speaking of avatars, they are blue. You know what else is blue? Aprons. Aprons. Our, our sponsor this week, Blue Apron. Very good, James. You win this week. You get the golden oh, Sonic. I'm so jealous. There you go. Yeah. Look at you. Not really gold. Uh, I'd like to let you guys know that uh, Blue Apron, our sponsor for this podcast, is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. We've all, every single person here has used it. Bruce, mm-hmm. Bruce isn't here today, so we can all actually. He doesn't cook. We so. can finally talk about it. Yeah. I will cook for him one day. Chipotle bowl by mail. Someday. Blue Apron is on a mission, and that mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Could not agree with that more. Uh, Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. And as a result, the food is good. Uh, I think we can all attest to this. I've done grocery shopping before, and I've done Blue Apron uh, plenty of times. It's just different. They somehow, if you get a steak at the store, you can pay for the premium cut and get like the really good stuff that's expensive. But Blue Apron actually has affordable options, and I like that the... The cuts they send are really freaking good. It's some of like anytime we make tri-tip or any of those steaks, it's always some of the most amazing meat I've had. All killer, it's, no filler. That's what I like. I love that album. Yeah, I love it. Um, one of their one of their notes here, I actually do like to touch on this. Say, cooking together builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. I do actually enjoy cooking. Like when you guys cook together, do you like one prep? We talk or? about you. Yeah. You work together. We're yeah. Like oh, Adam. Yeah. You guys talk to me, talk about yeah, me. Yeah, we're like, and then it brings cooking. us together because we're cooking together. We're <laughs> mm-hmm. talking about how yep. we care for you, yep. and it's a bonding experience. I don't know. Do, are you normally just the cook, Lawrence, or does Stephanie help out? Sometimes I do prep. Well, it's kitchen. Our kitchen is pretty small, so typically one person can be active in there at a time. Hmm. But uh, one one of the it's, it's funny because yeah, when you cook with people, you sort of settle into roles. Um, I'll do like prep. I'll do all the chopping, and, and she'll do the cooking, and then I'll immediately grab stuff and clean it because I'm a little, mm-hmm. I'm a little. I like to clean things before it dries and crusts. And God damn it, why can't you just rinse it with water? So I just do that myself, and everything's fine. But well, I, well, I, what I love is because they package everything for you. So like mm. when you're done with something, you're done with it. Yeah, it's, it's out of the way. It's it's clear because it's only in the quantity that you need. I kind of got my blurb in like trash box. That's like when I'm done with stuff, it just all the refuse yeah. just goes in there, and all it's the like packaging is recyclable too. Yeah. All of it. It's fantastic. In and out. It's great. Uh, and speaking of their meals, they have some upcoming ones that they would like you to know about. There's the uh, basil pesto chicken and summer vegetable panzanella. Uh, mm. Lawrence, why do take that second one? Sure. How about some sautéed shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes, spinach, and orzo pasta? I'd like to try the whole grain pasta and summer vegetables with heirloom tomatoes caprizi salad. Oh. I know what James will be cooking for me. Tonight, it's the miso butter salmon and lo mein noodles with cucumber and charm tomatoes. Mm. Miso butter. Good combination and, uh, of words there. And finally, there's the meatball pizza with fresh mozzarella, cheese, and charm tomatoes. And they also have different options. So they uh, typically, yeah. I do the two-person one. Uh, they also have family options. Haven't done that quite yet, but maybe if I ever have a family over or something, that's something I'll give a try. Someone else's family? Yeah, yeah. You Kidnap know, a family? I'm thinking about starting uh, a service. <laughs> we'll see. 
Uh, but either way, I'd like to let you know that Blue Apron, they are a fantastic sponsor and they're a fantastic business. They're affordable for less than $10 per person per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. So I want you guys to check them out if you have not already. So uh, you can get this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash filmhouse. That's F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S. You'll love how good it feels and tastes great. Incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so please do not wait. That's blueapron.com slash filmhouse. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Better way to cook. Thank you, Blue Apron. Do you think that's a uh, Party City Black Widow costume? Uh, it looked like it looks like a cheaper version than the one Ashley and Blaine wore mm-hmm. for Eleven Little I Roosters. Bet it's Avengers with the Uma Thurman, Ethan, and Hawk. Oh, maybe we call the original Avengers. That's yeah, funny because I, Avengers. I joked that it was vinyl, and Stephanie, who had the misfortune of being in the room, yes. said that is not vinyl. Uh, it is even cheaper Aww. than an actual bodysuit because it looks like it came from Amazon. It's like pleather. Yeah. <coughs> She's, uh, she looks good in it though. You look good. Uh, it, nah. Makeup. Oh, could be oh this this was the best part. Remember she was tied up. Uh, yeah, and she she explained all the lore. So now she shows up while the other two friends were waiting, and so they both look at her and they're like, "Oh crap, we got to explain the lore again." Oh no! <laughs> so they just do we the just fade. Fade. Yeah. Oh, you could kind of see the look on the actor's face is the one the director had and went, "Shit, yeah. there's most more people in this movie." Well, I bet the director hadn't planned for it, and then one of the actors is like, "Am I supposed to know who she is when she walks over here?" And the director went, "Oh god." Yeah. Damn probably it. what happened is she probably phoned that morning and said, I actually have to work another shift, so I'm probably not going to be there until 4. And he's like, all right, well, we're going to shoot everything without you. And then he was thinking in his head, uh, shit, when she shows up, we'll just say that. Is there anything positive you can glean from this movie? Cleavage. Cleavage. I, like, is there any acting that's actually like They decent? say the word robotar out loud many times. Yeah. And that's funny. So the thing is, the acting's bad, but oh. it's not offensive. Like it's it's never. It, it's I I can tell these these poor souls were trying. They were acting their hearts out. Not. I have I have great. something positive to say about all films of this ilk. Sure. And it's kind. There's a certain leadership aspect that I admire. Um, a commitment and leadership to accomplishing something, no matter what it may be. Um, and again, they're not hurting the world by putting this out. Um, and I always think like, wow, this director, like he did f- have to manage everyone's time mm-hmm. and figure out how to make this happen. Even if it was over the course of like eight months on weekends, he still managed to do it. He managed to rally these people and have them believe in a project that he was working on enough that they would volunteer whatever mm-hmm. time or money they were doing. And then he finished it, you know, for good or for bad, he finished it. It's probably more than... I mean, most of us have done, really. No, nope, no. Nope. Oh. We've built channels oh, and stuff. Shit, We've no. created hours and hours of content. Oh, well, I'm sure someone listening hasn't. I've never made a movie. I accomplished Just because you haven't made a movie doesn't mean yeah. that you're not better than this. Oh, I mean, you've the, probably picked uh, other skill sets that you could have uh, gone after. There's a great, great moment of racism right here where the uh, the alien technology that protects them from the other aliens breaks down so he hands it to the Asian yeah, girl goes here you, you yeah. fix this and she's like pocket knife. she's like it's from a different like uh, astral plane he's like yeah yeah here's a pocket knife <laughs> uh, you're good at math get in there <laughs> there's a I, I've said repeated I, th- I think the the best shot this movie had of being good or at least enjoyable was really embracing it's it's low budget 50s sci-fi aesthetic and to a degree it almost does that right there's the intro with the the stupid UFO flying around yeah I think, why not go whole hog and just dangle it, a UFO from a fishing line? It never goes full Sharknado or any yeah. of those movies that go out of their way to be bad. Like, 
you can kind of tell they were trying to yeah. do something, and then at the very end, they like, just the props are very fifties. It's like it's a it's a tricorder with little blinky lights on it. Like it's it's like someone was in on it, but not. Not the director. Well, the irony of that is that those are probably the most expensive <laughs> aspects of this whole production. <laughs> She's really trying to fix it. Like, plus, it, plus used her to heart. Be, it used to be, oh, well, it's really cheap to take a piece of fishing wire and then uh, put a plate on it because you're already spending hundreds of hundreds of dollars a day filming your cheesy monster movie in the 50s, like with camera equipment and people's time and everything. That stuff is more time intensive than the other stuff now. You flipped it. Because it's so cheap to film stuff that you might as well those those props and everything and the cheesy aesthetic is harder to make happen mm -hmm. than just going into the woods and just pointing the camera. So which aspect of production do you all think that they, if they had proved upon, it would have made the biggest difference in terms of the quality of this film? I'm going to say script. I'm going to uh, say script. I think you could. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, this is a good. I I think if there, there's a lot of things that if somebody had just tried a little bit more. Script is a big one. I think if the script were more like, instead of just a dude holding it like a, if he like had, if he came into the room, the jock dude with like a, a surfboard and like swimming trunks, he's like, hey, what's up, man? Like that would, I think that would say a lot That's more. That's a different head. Yeah. I think, and also for being like a special effects showcase, um, there aren't many near the end. It's, it's more like, yeah, it's more practical of just like a, a dummy head rolling around. So I think if they had more extra cheesy special effects, that would have given it another little jolt, but like they just they just dragged the hue slider to the left, um, for for her being a. This part's pretty great. This part made me laugh. Yes. So he. This is what I think the movie probably could have stood to be in tone and execution for the whole thing. He fights uh, alien, I guess, mm -hmm. but alien is invisible, so we can't see it. And there's some pretty great and, and I hope intentionally comedic cutaways where like, the monster swipes at the camera and then he's like, Whoa! so it's a great like this stuff. This is genuinely, like, fun. I don't think they meant for this to be funny. I mean, funny, not necessarily. I just think it's fun. It's like, this is a cute scene. It's, <laughs> but the the payoff is great, by here, the way. Here it is. Here it is. He's swinging so hard. Come at you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, see, this is yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. That three seconds right there. And then just, yes. again, this is probably the most expensive part of the whole movie. Yeah, yeah fair, fair, fair. And yes. that one. If the alien, if the alien had just shrugged there, yeah. boy, yoing, yoing. The, the, the best part is I, I did. I noticed this on my second wa uh, watch viewing now with you guys. They only had one prop head that they keep throwing around. So even if it's an only Asian woman, beheaded, yeah. But yeah. if that was actually like a oh, yeah, self-aware, a self-aware joke that they made. So there's a, there's that, another like, like kind of joke here, except it's not executed if, if as they, well. If they made a self-aware joke. Where they they said we only have one prop head, so we're gonna make it a gag through the movie that every time somebody gets beheaded. Oh, they try to hide it though. So then, Those so then when a guy gets, so you know, two women get beheaded, it's the same head, and then a guy gets beheaded, and it's the same head. Like if they, you know, there are things you can do, but clearly the there wasn't a visionary behind the writing here, or or, or thinking that it would be comedic. Rule of thirds though, put him right there. Uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> he's really the uh, alien tar. Uh, the fight at the end of Robotar versus Croglax, I can't remember. That's pretty That's pretty good, too. It, I, I'll give it, it does have a pretty good cheesy finale. It, it's somewhere up there with, like, uh, an old episode of Power Rangers. Yeah. Is this, uploaded to the, is this uploaded to the director, creator's official channel? No, God, no. Okay. 
it's hard to find. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm wondering how much money has actually been made off of this. Because it, it has this cult money. status of being horrible. It's not a cult status. It's not. Oh, okay. It's it's Adam and Lawrence found it. Oh. Uh, Adam found it. Or Adam found it, and he shared it with Lawrence. And I mean, now now the Funhouse audience can watch it with I'm us. I'm glad though. This this is how you discover the new wave of cheese. Because I just I found Neil Breen randomly. You know, it was one of those 2 a.m. specials when I didn't know what I was doing and was clicking on everything on YouTube. Also, weird drink, of course. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, this. I don't. I don't think that this necessarily hits the cutoff of. Oh yeah, those special effects aren't aren't so hot. This doesn't necessarily hit the cutoff of being like a cheesy masterpiece. But it's close in some ways, and I think if if this is your thing, if you like watching cheese cinema, you, you can. I don't know how this phrase works out, but you can do worse than this. Uh, there are things about it that are charming. Even, uh, you, like, and also during that scene, she was like, "She, oh, she got wrecked up. She's so hurt." But all she does is clutch her stomach until the alien wanders off, and then she gets up and she's like, oh, "I'm better now." Yeah. So yeah, there's continuity things going on. There's a, there's a lot of silliness. I, right. I Yeah, she's got to repair the Robotar. There's Robotard. <laughs> He's great. That's a cool suit, though. So, uh, for, if again, if they're going down the like man in a rubber suit, like creature from the Black Lagoon stuff. That's a pretty solid, crappy 50s robot outfit. Kind of. Yeah, it is pretty... I mean, it, and once he starts walking hokey. around, it's like, okay, A-plus on that. You got a dude in a suit in the woods going... Rawr, rawr. It's very hokey. <laughs> there's, uh, a lot, there's a lot of moments of just like, the robot's broken, I don't know how to fix it. Yeah, I, I fixed it. I don't understand this whole plot arc. This was, I think, James, to your point, there was an entire section at the end that just tacks 15 minutes onto the movie for no reason. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I think, like, this director should have made a short... You know, they could have, they could have, um, sure you know, worked on a on a micro scale to take their resources and really, you know, conserve them in a more truncated way to make something that's that's better minute for minute. My my thought is this but is this was a it's got a claw hand. This is it was so much a, somewhat of a financial grab because they said we can just call this yeah. whatever. And use the word alien. We can legally use the word aliens and avatars, and someone will accidentally buy it. Sure. Like, is there really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The monster lays eggs, and then he has to smash the eggs. Oh, got him! Just ran up and swapped them. Yeah. What? So you got to break the alien eggs so they don't hatch more alien tars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a dick. Those are my eggs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the, so the funny thing is we're, we're laughing at a lot of the, like, really dumb moments in That's this. fucking awesome. I always think of uh, the second Mummy movie. Mm -hmm. Well, they had a very similar shot to that, where it's just a locked-off shot, and a dude runs <laughs> off screen and does a thing. Like, even <clears throat> movies with multi-million-dollar budgets have really dumb shots. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Go, Robotar, go! I mean, that the reason that shot stands out, though, in Mummy 2 is because it's a, literally the rest of the movie is littered with shit. It's just it. constantly stuff oh. happening and like CG, bad CG, and like the camera never stops moving. And that's the one time it stops moving, and you're like, oh, it's because the director didn't realize the impact of that moment until mm. it was a little too. Tell late. me that Robotar makes it. Uh, I think everything explodes. Oh, if I remember weird, correctly, he shoves a, a stick through an alien man who was mm -hmm. supposed to be like a genetically engineered super monster. Or whatever. Man, yeah, it's fine. Uh, either way, the the monster and uh, Robotar are played by the same person. Yeah, no shit, they are. <laughs> uh, it's the already makes sense. I'm telling you, convenience is always the answer. The How come they don't fist fight? How come the monster doesn't fight Robotar hand to hand? Well, how come this Robotar awesome. never moves from one shot? Boom! 
How come they use the video co-pilot effect for an explosion? Look at that. Because the same guy's in Robotar. Probably because he's like, I like building this shit. Yeah. The guy's like, you like it. Everyone, all of these things are always basically um, Steve Jobs and uh, and Wozniak, right? Like, oh. in their garage, there's always, like, the <laughs> auteur, and then there's the person who actually makes shit. And so then they come together. The problem is, depending on how good either of them are, those skill sets is the end result of what it is. So... Oh, yeah. These two hook up? Yeah. They're, I forget their story. I think they're like childhood best friends. Yeah. And like she, there's a line at the beginning where uh, like Chad bro is trying to convince nerd guy to get laid. And he's like, well, I kind of like her. And he's like, don't worry about her. She's not like these other skanks. She like, she's like smart and stuff. And she can like, I don't know. She's just not a slut. It's just, so she's like the only actual human among a whole roster. He gets first credit for being in the movie for two. <laughs> Ten seconds. Is he the is he the guy who made he's it? He's not the director. No, he, no, he's no. either the guy. He's he's either involved in somehow with money or something, mm. or he like gave them access to this place. Well, it's not order of appearance, is it? No, he wasn't. He was definitely wasn't the first. No. Is it order of death? Is it order? Is it alphabetical order, but by first name? He was Dan, and they were both G. Oh, you might, could be right. You might be right. It's alphabetical by first name. Oh no! Now it's just all over the place. Also, so like this credit sequence, it's it's trying to do like the high contrast, pulpy, image style. I've seen it in other movies done way better, and it's like they just tw twiddled the knobs in After Effects, and you're like, it's good enough. <laughs> yeah, because they don't know how to do the other effects. <laughs> just keep twirling the knobs until you get closer. They didn't credit the guy that spent another monster. ten minutes. Oh, Adam Grant. Same guy. Yeah. But I just love that. Monster, monster was credited as monster. <laughs> Actually, I wish I could take a picture of that to make that my desktop background. <laughs> well, I'll give it to you. Actually, yeah. can you switch that out for monkey? Lewis yeah. Schoenberg? Let's get monster yeah. on Schoenberg. there. All right. Oh, boy. Um, well, thank you for uh, Two producers. Three join. producers. There's a lot of producers on this. So thank you for joining us on the whirlwind of emotions that is Aliens versus Avatars. Uh, we're hoping yeah. to keep uh, reviewing like Oscar material here on the show. I think it's good stuff. I like, I like watching this. Oscar Meyer. That did the craft services? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't. I mean, they had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Oh, so Jason Perry did CG effects and music. Did he just look for music and sound editing? Did he just look for music in? Do you get music credit for like looking up royalty-free music and putting it in the movie? Let us know in the comments yeah, below. Yeah, please. Because I, <laughs> I can start a fucking career being a music guy then. Yeah. Zach Braff did it. That's how he got an Academy Award. He just put a playlist together. Mm -hmm. That's easy. Yeah. Movies are easy. Yeah. I think if anything we've learned here, movies, movies are, are easy, easy. And anyone can make it. And you should go make one. Anyone can make a movie. Mm -hmm. It's hard to make a good movie. Like Aliens versus But Avatars. I admire Louis Schronbarn mm -hmm. for uh, finishing what he started um, and getting all these people to believe in him while he was doing it. And best of luck to him in his future endeavors. He did trick a lot of people, much like we tricked you into watching this, thinking it was a sequel to Avatar or something like that. Did they have a credited editor? I don't think they did. The movie just kind of happened. Huh. They just kind of camera editing. Yeah, yeah, they just stop, go, stop, go. Uh, but once again, thank you everyone for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed the show, tell a friend or two, maybe three. Thank you, Blue Apron, for sponsoring this podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Oh, yeah, look at all these great films that this production house has also put out. Is it the production house or the distributor? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm going to actually go down the list, though, and find some of these. Yeah, they probably just are like, sure, we'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. It is a movie factory. Mm-hmm. We'll print the we'll print the yeah. DVD studio file that you sent us, and then there we go. And money is made.